TGIF Romance Fiction Queens. Welcome to another episode of The Business of Romance. It's another day, another dollar. In last week's episode, I kicked off with some industry news, which is a fun new thing I'm trying. And I think I'll keep rolling with that. So right up after the intro, I'll share an update about one of my favorite writing tools and a new feature that they have just rolled out that can make the lives of all writers, especially ghostwriters, a lot easier. Then it's on to a limited time offer that my firm, RFQ Consulting, is currently rolling out. This is for anyone who's looking for ghostwriters or other services to run and manage your romance publishing business. But if you're on the flip side of that and you're one of the freelancers looking to connect with those publishing clients, there's going to be plenty here today for you as well because I'll be sharing lots of industry tips and insights as always. So without further ado, let's do this thing. Welcome to The Business of Romance, the podcast that helps you turn your passion for romance novels into profits. I'm your host, May, also known as the Romance Fiction Queen, and I'll be joining you here each week to serve up my industry expertise and insights from this lucrative world of writing and self-publishing romance novels. Listen in for practical tips and strategies on writing to market, mastering self-publishing, and becoming the ultimate romance fiction queen. Let's get started. All right, so up first today, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite writing tools because they just released a new feature that's pretty damn cool. The tool that I'm referring to is called PseudoWrite. So I talk about it a lot to the writers and publishers inside the Romance Fiction Queens community. It's an AI-powered creative writing tool. I discovered PseudoWrite, I want to say it was about two years ago. I was working with a big ghostwriting agency at the time, and they were really interested in learning more about how we could use AI in our business. So that kind of put the concept on my radar. Then one month, I found myself just hit with this perfect storm of writer's block and also being really busy, which meant I got ridiculously behind on my ghostwriting gig. That due date was looming. I was nowhere near where I needed to be to finish on time. So I was up against this massive word count mountain and just wasn't feeling the least bit inspired. You know the feeling where writing feels like pulling teeth, only sometimes it's worse because it's like you're pulling and pulling and the teeth just won't come out? That's where I was. So out of curiosity, keeping in mind some discussions I had been having with that agency, I did a little digging just to see if there was already an AI-powered writing tool of any kind that could just help me start getting some things down on the page. I think when you're facing writer's block, sometimes that's all you really need. And lo and behold, PseudoWrite popped up in my search. So PseudoWrite is meant to help creative writers bust writer's block and be more efficient in their writing process. And it really delivers on that promise. It has a ton of features that I use for things like brainstorming character names and settings. But aside from that, its main use functions kind of like a word processor that can actually write with you. So you open up a doc, you start writing, and if you get stuck, you hit the write button and PseudoWrite will spit out a couple of passages, usually a few hundred words each, and you can pick which passage you want to play around with. So you insert it into your doc, you edit it, and you're good to go. But the new tool that they have available is called Story Engine, and it's a lot of fun to play around with. 
So Story Engine's interface flows from the left to the right. It starts with a brain dump, which is exactly what it sounds like. You plug in all of your notes and ideas on your story. Below that, you enter your genre. And right underneath that, you provide some style notes. So for example, the style notes that I have plugged into it currently are first person, present tense, rotating point of view, immersive action-oriented writing, short punchy sentences and paragraphs instead of long walls of text, dialogue and action preferred over excessive inner monologue. These are some of the biggest common style factors that I have found in studying the best-selling romances on the market today. So the next option is to create a synopsis of your story, which you can either write yourself or you can ask PseudoWrite to generate one for you based on all the notes you've provided so far. So once you've got that cleaned up and gotten it where you want it, you move on to the characters. Now, once again, you can outline these yourself or ask PseudoWrite to generate them, and then you always have the option to edit, and I encourage you to edit what PseudoWrite spits out for you before you move on to the next step. Now, I am particularly interested in using PseudoWrite to assist with creating characters because when you're writing a high volume of books on such a short turnaround like the romance market demands today, because we're typically drawing from facets of ourselves or the people that we know, either consciously or subconsciously, to create our characters, we can sometimes get stuck in this rut of creating the same types of characters over and over again. So having this outside source to give us a prompt to start with can really help you break out of that. So after your characters are sorted, you create an outline, and then from that outline, you move into creating each chapter of the book. So you start by outlining the major beats of the chapter. Once again, you can either do those yourself or ask PseudoWrite to generate those for you, which is great for pantsers out there who may be trying to move into working more closely with an outline. And then once all of your beats are set, you can hit the button and PseudoWrite will generate a whole new chapter for you drawing on all of the elements that you filled out in the engine so far. Now, like with anything in AI, PseudoWrite being no exception, it is not a finished chapter in the sense that you do not want to run with it and use exactly what it spits out. You want to edit it for a number of things, like there are little inconsistencies, stiff or robotic dialogue, sometimes it gets a little cheesy or repetitive, it can't write the book for you. And I don't think it's ever been designed to do that. And most of us as writers have ethical concerns about using AI in that way anyway. It's a tool. It's something to assist you. And let me tell you, editing, refining, and revising words on a page, especially if you're struggling with writer's block, is oftentimes a million times easier than pulling words out of thin air. So it's a pretty big assist to get. It just cuts down on how much time it takes you to write a higher word count. And I have found it can also take your story in directions you hadn't originally planned on going. So it can be really inspiring. And overall, it just gets the creative juices flowing in a really fun and efficient way. Now, to be fully transparent, I am a PseudoWrite affiliate. But here's the thing with me and affiliate ships. I was already working in this industry for almost four years before the first version of Romance Fiction Queen was ever started. So I already had a full list of tools that I like to use. And the smart thing to do was to go and look up the affiliate programs for those tools. If I'm going to be sharing them anyway, you know, why not try and monetize it to help me keep this thing going? 
So it's never a scenario of let me go find some tools to promote for money. The need comes first, then I find the tool, and then I will check and see if they have an affiliate program. That comes second. I do promote other tools like Autocrit, Atticus, and Canva all the time, and they either don't have affiliate programs at all or I haven't been able to get into them. So that affiliateship has no bearing on what I recommend and what I don't. All of that being said, in this case, I am a PseudoWrite affiliate. I do want to be transparent about that. But the cool thing about that for you is that if you sign up using my link, you'll get some bonus words added to your bank that you don't get by signing up otherwise. So you can head to fictionqueen.com podcast or check out the show notes of this episode. I'll share that link to PseudoWrite. You can sign up, give it a try, and play around with Story Engine. Let me know what you think about it once you do. I always love hearing from y'all. Now on to the rest of what we're going to cover in today's episode. So my area of expertise is unique because unlike most agencies or coaches or freelancers working in the self-publishing industry as a whole, I specialize exclusively in romance fiction. So this allows me to get super specific in everything that I do. And I have seen firsthand countless times that what works in marketing or content strategy for one subgenre in romance doesn't always apply to another. So you can imagine how much bigger that gap gets when you're jumping from romance fiction to other areas of fiction or even nonfiction. So I funnel that super specific expertise to romance publishers through RFQ Consulting. It focuses on four main services. And I think that by talking about these services, even if you're not interested in using RFQ Consulting to help you run your self-publishing business, I'm hoping it will help you get your wheels turning about some different things that you might want to consider from either side of it. If you're a self-publisher, it will help you start to think through some things that you want to get into place to help things run more smoothly. And then on a flip side of that, if you're a freelancer working in this industry, it will help you get a better understanding of what clients need and what they're looking for. The four main service offerings that RFQ Consulting provides are project management, content management, series and story development, and organic book marketing. So in today's episode, I'm going to go through each of these in a little more detail. I'll share a little bit more background about me and what makes our treatment of these services so different than what you'll find anywhere else. And at the end of this, again, I do have a special limited time offer that you can take advantage of, or you can just run with the uh, tips and insights that I'll be sharing throughout this episode, and hopefully those will do some good. So I started out in the writing and publishing industry in 2018 as a ghostwriter. I have since then um, completed over 70 novels for my clients, many of which have gone on to be bestsellers on Amazon. Now, many people in the romance publishing industry know that one of the best ways to build consistent growth in your profits is to put out rapid new releases, ideally publishing a new book every month, even better if you're doing that under multiple pen names. And one of the best ways for one publisher to do that is to work with ghostwriters. Imagine a scenario where you're a romance author, you have got one pen name that is going great, it is profitable, everything's running smoothly, but you're just not where you need to be in terms of how much money that you're making. And you're thinking, if I could multiply myself and run multiple pen names, I would be in the position that's better suited to my financial goals. 
So that is something that ghostwriting can help you do. Unfortunately, finding the ghostwriters that you need who can deliver quality work is a lot harder than people think. Unless you've gone through it yourself, then you probably know firsthand about the challenges that that can entail. In 2021, I moved into project and operations management, business development, and consulting work for ghostwriting agencies. And it was through that experience that I learned that many agencies and even the freelancers working for them don't actually read or study the romance market. It's why I'm actually in business today, because agencies and clients alike have had to bring me in to supply an understanding of what romance readers want. So they need someone that's actually plugged into the community, someone who enjoys reading and writing these books themselves, who can also understand the business aspect of things. So that's where I come in. Now, I take a very empathetic approach in my work. I firmly believe in first principles-based thinking and putting myself in my clients' shoes to really understand their problems. And in talking to clients in my early years in this industry, I could feel all of their, their stress and frustrations. It is infuriating when you spend thousands of dollars on a project that is supposed to make your life easier that ends up actually making your life harder. And not only does it get delayed, but it's not a level of quality that you feel like you can publish or worse, you do publish it and it instantly hit with bad reviews and your sales can plummet as a result. So I really wanted to find a better way to serve our clients. So we had the recruitment issues to overcome, finding enough professional freelancers to fill the demand, but there were also these major project management issues to be solved. But actually, one of the hardest problems to solve was this. So unlike an author self-publishing their work where they put their books out there for the readers to review and then they use the, that feedback and the sales and the overall performance to make adjustments and increase their odds of success, as a ghostwriter or agency, you have to be able to give a better guarantee than that. So when a client is making a monthly investment in your services, they need something more than let's put it out there and see how it does. They need to know before they make that investment that the work that you're providing for them is aligned to the market and what romance readers want today. You need to be able to assure them that you can produce the kind of content that readers want to buy and that they'll actually enjoy reading. So the challenge really was to figure out what do romance readers actually want? And what kind of process do you have to invent to ensure that you can deliver that through a team of freelancers consistently, at scale, without sacrificing quality over and over again? So many of our clients were running other businesses or working full-time careers in addition to their publishing businesses. In order for me to solve the problem of how I could prevent those project delays, was to not be so dependent on their approval to move forward from review periods. Clients need to be able to trust that you don't have to spend a bunch of time going back and forth on outlining and story and character development. And if you can't review every word of the book, or if you don't have time, for example, to research best-selling covers and articulate that to the designers, they need to know that it can be as hands-off as you want to be in the process and that it's not going to affect the success of your book. So it's a done-for-you service that you can count on. 
What I needed to find was a way to bridge that gap between what readers are telling us they want through what they're buying and how to get a team of freelancers to deliver that. So that art of translation is the key to getting your self-publishing business in a position to run smoothly and to scale. So to understand how RFQ does things different, it's important to note that long before I ever got into publishing, I actually worked in the visual arts industry. So across both of those worlds, I'm a creative business strategist. I've been building bridges between creativity and business for over 15 years now. And what that means is I specialize in taking business strategies and translating them to creative industries like art and creative writing. If you want to boil it down even more than that, essentially, I help artists and creatives make more money doing what they love. And in turn, I help their offerings become more profitable to their patrons. Or in some cases, you might not say profitable, but you might just say more valuable. So from that background and expertise, I was able to design the formulas and processes that fuel everything RFQ Consulting does today. So if you think about it, you can know how to write a great book. You can understand how to deliver what writers are wanting, or you can work with someone like me or someone else who understands it. But ultimately, any one of us can take the time it takes to research the market and get that understanding of what readers want. But unless you know how to translate that research into a formula that a team of freelancers can follow, or unless you know what to look for in a freelancer to begin with to know if they're truly a good fit for your business or not, you're going to have this huge disparity between the result that you know you need and any sort of effective vehicle to get you there. And truthfully, it doesn't just apply to ghostwriting. It applies to your design, your marketing, how your projects are managed, and every other aspect of your business too. So the juggling act of helping projects with ghostwriting and design, making sure that it's all running smoothly and simultaneously, and the art of translating market research into creative direction that actually works, all of that not only fuels our project management systems, but also our content management services. So our project management services, they allow you to consolidate all of your contracts into one place with one point of contact, who you know and trust, combined with the power of a rapid release schedule. It's one of the major benefits that you would get from a ghostwriting agency. The biggest difference between what we do with RFQ Consulting and what an agency does, what I see a lot with agencies are that they are practicing misclassification. So they are trying to build an in-house team out of freelancers and treating those freelancers like employees rather than working with experts and paying them for their expertise. So something that agencies commonly do is they take a minimum rate, like what's the bare minimum that they can pay a freelancer, and then they add the profit margin on top of that that they want to make, which is usually double, sometimes even more, what the freelancers are getting paid, and then they charge that to the client. So the middleman is making more money off of a client who's getting less, and the ghostwriters are getting paid less. So what RFQ does different is we 
put together a team of contractors based on what your budget is and the contractors that can work within. We're not telling contractors how much they're going to get paid. That's not how that should function. They are professionals. They're experts. They set their own rates. If I contract a plumber for my house, I'm not going to tell them how much they're going to get paid for the service that they're offering. Um, we have to stop treating creative industries like they're any different. Um, these are professionals. They have a rate that they know they need to get paid to do their job well, a rate that they deserve. We pay them that. What RFQ is charging you in addition to that or for other services that we're offering? So if we're offering projects management, that's the additional cost within the total that we're charging. So no part of the money we make is being subtracted from what the ghostwriters and other freelancers should be making. So through our content management, we're able to deliver quality romance fiction that is aligned with the current trends and patterns of the best-selling romance novels today. Comprehensive market research removes the subjectivity of what quality is. And what I mean by comprehensive is that it isn't just a bunch of stats. It's style direction and training for writers that actually teaches them and helps them align their natural talent to what's selling in the market today. Now, I mentioned that ghostwriting agencies and many freelancers, both in design, editing, and ghostwriting that you'll find out there today, they don't actually study the market. And a great example of the kind of impact that we see this having on content is just for example, 69% of the top 100 romance bestsellers on Amazon are books within a series. But the vast majority of ghostwriters and agencies don't know how to properly develop and outline a series. In fact, for many of these projects, a series Bible is never created. It's never discussed. There is zero consideration given to the world and cast of characters that are key to why series are so successful and profitable in the first place. And what that results in are a lot of story inconsistencies, bad reviews. We see dropping book sales over time, and that can eventually take your pen name. So to keep things like this from slipping through the cracks, you really need someone who reads romance fiction and loves it and knows its readers because they are one of its readers. And it's actually that understanding that helps us answer other really important questions like what standard of quality do romance readers actually care about? Because I think a lot of times we get super caught up in the things that are easier to understand and control like typos and grammatical errors. So we focus all of the money and energy on things like copy editing, when in reality it doesn't matter how polished and technically correct the writing is if the style and story are engaging. It's not going to attract as big of an audience. So sometimes we assume that if good editing is in place, that the only quality assurance that we really need. But actually, if we follow the numbers, and I figured this out by studying the content from some of the top publishing platforms today and the types of stories that are generating millions of dollars for them, we see that actually readers are very willing and happy to forgive the occasional typo if they're immersed enough in the story. So it's actually story, plot, and character development. Those are always going to be your biggest markers of quality. And you can't pull that off unless you or someone on your team genuinely love to read romance fiction. So quality assurance today can also mean 
looking at things like plagiarism. We always want to have some attention to that when we're working with ghostwriters. Um, I don't want to say it's super common, but, you know, ghostwriters do sometimes overcommit to where they're juggling too many projects. They get in a deadline crunch because of writer's block or something like that, just like what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Um, and while we don't see plagiarism very often in fiction, you're much more likely to find it in nonfiction work. It does sometimes happen. So if you are getting your ghostwriters from a third-party platform like Upwork, I don't care what you have in your contract telling them that they can't do plagiarism, you need to be checking that work for plagiarism. You definitely don't want to catch that. Sure, the book has already been published. You want to get it before it ever hits Amazon because if Amazon catches that plagiarism, then your account is going to be at risk. So another thing that we have to take into account in today's market and publishing landscape is AI-generated content. Um, now, Amazon has not officially released a statement on AI-generated content, so they haven't come out and said that they're going to ban or limit it in any way that we're aware of so far. But we don't want to end up in a position where they do later on come out and say that they are banning that type of content. And you've got books that have already been published that are using AI in an irresponsible or unethical way. So at RFQ, as you can probably imagine, again, by what I shared with you at the beginning of this episode, we don't ban the use of AI altogether because there are some really amazing tools out there like PseudoWrite that actually improve the quality of writers' work and they help them overcome things that typically cause a lot of the project delays or other issues. And so we teach them how to use AI responsibly. And then we scan that content to make sure that they're following those guidelines. So then we get into our organic book marketing service. And what that looks like on paper seems pretty standard and typical. Like it's common to find marketing services that cover things like newsletter management and social media content and ad copy. But really what is so different about the way that we approach book marketing is that we strive to cover one of the biggest blind spots that publishers face today when they're working with ghostwriters, which is solving that problem of how do you have genuine audience engagement and audience building when you're working with a pen name persona that's fueled by ghostwriters. So we already know that personal branding to back your pen name or personal branding in any business can increase your engagement and conversion rates by 21% or more. So we actually see those conversion rates for organic marketing and that audience engagement has a higher return than ad spend does a lot of these days. Um, used to be ad spend had a higher guarantee if you knew the right way to run your ads, but that's starting to become a lot more dicey where today's algorithms things are constantly changing and we're seeing lower returns on paid ads. Whether you have a reliable strategy with your paid ads or, you know, maybe you do and it's working for you, but you're still missing out on a major, much more affordable marketing option by neglecting your personal branding and your personal engagement through your pen names. So we take a very natural and ethical approach to developing these pen name personas based on the actual writers that we're working with. And then we're translating that into the marketing content that we deliver. So what you end up with is something that is much more personal and much more relatable to people. And you're able to take advantage of those marketing avenues that up until now, 
a lot of romance publishers working with ghostwriters considered to be largely out of bounds for them. So when I first began implementing these formulas and theories into practice with one ghostwriting agency, within a few months, we had closed some huge publishing platforms within a year that led to the premise for that agency's first B2B department, which they gave to me to design and build from the ground up. And what's made me so successful in this whole endeavor is my own background in writing. So not only do I know what to look for in the market, but I can take that information and translate it to creative teams and project management systems in a way that actually makes an impact on every part of the book creation process and in turn, the client's odds of profitability. So in simpler terms, I'm able to translate market stats into a formula and process that results in higher profits for our clients. That's more book sales, better reviews, and an active, engaged audience that continues to grow with each new release. I've had many clients citing that our work was the highest quality they've ever seen. So since then, I've continued to perfect that process as I've been building and growing RFQ consulting, and I've incorporated other important components just to keep up with the ever-changing market and publishing landscape. So to understand how getting these services through RFQ consulting is so important for your author brand and self-publishing business and how what I offer is drastically different from what you'll find through third-party platforms and ghostwriting agencies, you have to understand some of the biggest problems with those avenues, one of which I've already covered, which is just the shadiness and how the work and the pay is actually distributed what clients are being charged versus what the writer, the person doing the biggest job is actually getting paid. Um, but some of these others may sound familiar to you if you've ever worked with these before. So with third-party platforms, you're more likely to end up with inexperienced writers because there isn't actually a system in place for vetting the freelancers on there. We have no proof of experience. There are some skills assessments and things like that available through the platform, but none of them can cover the types of things I've talked about here today, which actually have the biggest impact on your business and are the things that you want to prioritize the most. So we can do our best through asking them certain questions or through having an interview, but ultimately there isn't a lot of guarantee over the experience that they have and what they're delivering. And we know that that's a problem because so many clients end up in a situation where they've been delivered low-quality work. Um, the other thing that's important to note about a lot of these third-party platforms, which I have experienced firsthand, is that when you're actually working in romance fiction, you're at risk of losing your account altogether. So these platforms actually have content policies that strictly prohibit commissioning any sort of what is deemed to be pornographic content. And yes, they do actually qualify romance fiction as being pornographic content. So what I've actually seen is a publisher whose entire business was dependent on running multiple pen names through ghostwriters on these big third-party platforms because they did have a writer who ended up delivering very low-quality work and a milestone that the client ultimately couldn't approve. This disgruntled writer then went on and reported them on those grounds. So not only did the publisher get banned and lose their account and all of the freelancers that were carrying their entire business, all of the people that had been working for them were also at risk of losing their account. 
So those are just some of the major problems with third-party platforms. And then we get into ghostwriting agencies. So they are trying to supply such a high demand of writers that they also aren't really able to verify or vet for that experience. They also don't have a lot of quality measures in place to make sure that the work is actually high quality. Like a lot of times they'll talk a big game about quality assurance that they're providing. But even if they do have people looking over that content, because they're not actually well-versed in romance fiction, they're not actually qualified to check for the markers of quality that romance readers actually care about. So if you've experienced any of those problems firsthand and you're wanting to find a different way or you've heard anything in this so far that has piqued your interest and you're thinking maybe some of these services could be a good fit for you, here's what that process of working with RFQ Consulting looks like in terms of getting started and what that special offer that we have right now is. So we actually start with your budget where it is and we develop a custom quote based on that. Like you tell us how much you're spending to run your publishing business. We take a look at that and let you know what we can do with that. And a lot of times we're able to deliver a lot more than clients are currently getting. So to help you understand what some next steps might be and what this all actually looks like, the very next thing that you want to do is schedule a business audit. So through that, we give you a report of all the strengths and weaknesses that we're able to identify in your self-publishing business. And from there, we make an action plan. And that action plan is something that you can walk away with, whether you continue to work with us or not. So for example, with a previous client using our services, what the results of that audit looked like for them were that we were able to identify some of their strengths were that their publishing frequency was great. They were consistently putting out monthly publications. They had three different pen names. They had been doing that for a number of years. So they had a really great back catalog of books. They had worked up to a place of being really profitable. And through all of that, they're working in series and anthologies, which we know is really profitable for romance self-publishers. One pen name after we took a deep dive into the content was particularly strong, but then some of the weaknesses that we were able to identify is that the other two pen names were not so strong. We also found out that the publisher themselves was feeling really overwhelmed by how many different contractors they were juggling. They actually had two different cover designers they were working with two or three different editors, plus three ghostwriters, and some marketing freelancers that they were dealing with as well. So not only were they juggling too many contractors, but there wasn't really a good schedule put into place to help them manage all of that. So there was no real project management process. And because the publisher was so overwhelmed, there was a real lack of oversight in the content. There were a lot of missed opportunities across these three pen names. So no seasonal content was being put out, nothing to capitalize on the different trends that happened throughout the year. So we were able to also identify some broken social links that they had. Um, they had zero engagement or audience building through their marketing. Everything was relying entirely on paid ads. And as a result of that, their marketing costs were really too high. And more and more lately, they were seeing really inconsistent results from that. So then we had, because of that lack of oversight during the book creation process, we're seeing readers complain about things like missing sections of the books or things not adding up between what was advertised and what they actually found in the book, character and story inconsistencies, 
from one book to another within a series and different things like that. So the action plan that we developed for them was to get all of their pen names organized into one consistent publishing schedule. From there, we put in some content planning and story development and also worked on how that translated into their marketing. So little things like fixing their newsletter sign up, fixing their social links, and working more engagement into their social media marketing. So we developed pen name personas to use in the marketing and that engagement. And then we were able to reallocate some of that ad spend to their project management and their social media management. Now, I would never tell a client to change something or readjust a strategy that's working for them. But since they weren't getting really great results from their ad spend and it was so high, we wanted to see if we could reallocate some of those funds to other areas to cover some of their other weak spots, like their project management and their social media engagement. And the idea is that through that, we're able to deliver higher quality content and better stories. And that naturally equates to better book sales. And then from there, strengthening their social media engagement, we're getting a lot more conversions from their free or low-cost marketing avenues more so than they were with that high ad spend. So along with the action plan, we supplied some custom quotes. Our custom quotes, we typically give a good range. So here's what it would look like if you were to improve things, but also save you a little bit of money. Here's something that's closer to what you're currently spending. And then if you were to go all out, here's what we could do for you in a higher end package. So after picking the budget and plan that they decide to go with, we consolidated all of their contracts into one place. We provided partial project management on that budget, so going a little lighter on the project management and heavier on the social media content and engagement because we did feel like that would yield better results for them and allow them to cut some of that ad spend. What they were spending within that budget, it covered everything, their ghostwriting, editing, cover design, formatting. And right off the bat, the client was just so happy to have so many things taken off their plate and to not be juggling all of those things on their own anymore. And then within six months, we actually saw that sales on their new releases doubled just from us taking advantage of those little things, those little missed marketing opportunities um, within the audience that they already had. And from that, they were able to invest in adding a fourth pen name. So right now, for a limited time only, I'm offering that business audit for free to a select few potential clients. Um, it's normally a standalone service that I charge for, but I'm offering it free of charge for a limited time. That audit, again, is just a deep dive into what's working for your publishing business and what not. Once that audit is finished, we send you a free no strings attached, step-by-step -step action plan guide for things that you can do next to increase your profits and the success of your pen names. So you're not obligated in any way to continue working with me from there. If you don't think it's a good fit for any reason, you're still going to walk away with more insights into what's working and what's not working in your business. And then you're going to have some recommended steps that you can take to iron out those issues, even without my help. So that is everything that I wanted to share today about me and RFQ Consulting and what I can do for you. What I'm really looking forward to next is getting to know you and your publishing business better. So head to the show notes to contact me. If you go to the website, um, that business audit is listed at its regular price. The only way to take advantage of this and get it for free while it's available is to reach out to me directly. So find that contact information in the show notes. 
and let's chat about everything that you have going on. Even if we don't find that this is a good fit, I love meeting new people in this industry. I can't tell you how many times I've been able to connect self-publishers with different services or freelancers that have been perfect for their business. So it's a win-win either way. You can connect with me in other ways by signing up for the newsletter at fictionqueen.com. Don't forget that I go live on Instagram every Friday at 10 a.m. Central to answer your biggest questions about anything that you hear on the show. So hopefully I will see you there next week. That is all. Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy writing and publishing. Well, that's all she wrote for today's episode of The Business of Romance. I hope you enjoyed adding to your toolkit for how to turn your romance writing into a profitable business. If you want to continue your journey towards becoming a successful romance fiction queen, head on over to fictionqueen.com. There you'll find tons of resources, courses, and freebies to help you build your empire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it on social media and be sure to tag me so I can say thank you. And if you would be so kind, leave us a review on your favorite platform. Your support helps us reach more amazing writers just like you. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, I hope you have beautiful days filled with creativity, inspiration, and lots of money rolling in from you sharing your talent with the world.